Hey, it's good to see you today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas, and this is our Thursday episode of Journey Through Scripture, as again, we're continually continuing to go through Scripture in a chronological order, as or as best we can. Uh, so on Tuesday, we talked about James. Now we're getting back into Acts uh, and looking at Paul's second missionary journey. So we're going to be in Acts uh, chapter 15, the, the end of chapter 15, uh, through the first part of chapter 18. So what we have uh, here is the uh, Paul's second missionary journey uh, is getting started. Uh, there in uh, chapter 15, starting in verse 36. And what you have is you have Paul and Barnabas, um, and they were going to go on the journey together, uh, but Barnabas wanted to bring Mark. Well, if you remember, Mark had turned back um, in the first missionary journey, and so Paul was kind of done with him. Um, Barnabas uh, wanted uh, John to come, and there actually became, became uh, serious contention. It says, verse 39, then the contention became so sharp that they parted from one another. Now, this is interesting, and, and in some ways it's encouraging, you know, because it's very easy for us to get frustrated uh, with the divisions and con- uh, you know, that we see within churches and things like that. That's going to happen. There is going to be a certain level of that because we are all still human and fallen. And so there's still going to be um, controversy and contention that does arise. Um, Now, how we handle it, um, we we may not do that well. And what it's over um, also (laughs) makes a big difference. Um, But we see this early on. Okay, so uh, the, the judgment here is not who is right or who is wrong. Um, but that we see contention um, exist from the very beginning. So um, the uh, Barnabas takes Mark, and they go a different direction. Uh, Paul uh, gets Silas, um, and they first start off going to the same churches that they had been at um, and just strengthening them. It says in verse 41, and they went through Syria and uh, Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Um and, uh, and then basically what they did is they got on the Ignatian Way, which that was kind of the, the main road that went east-west from Rome all the way uh, down, I, I believe it went to Antioch, basically. Um, but it, it was, for that day, it was very modern and a very safe, or as safe as you can get, form of travel um, in that day. So basically they just started going down that road um, and what's cool is you could actually do this today. It's kind of on my bucket list. I would love to go uh, through this part of, of Greece and the Macedonia area and all of that and, and actually see and, and walk on the Ignatian Way uh, where Paul walked. Um, and so he and Silas are going in uh, chapter 16 um, and they uh, get to uh, Lystra and Iconium and um, they, uh, excuse me, spit it out, Philip. They um, have um, meet Timothy. Um, I'm sorry, I'm kind of looking ahead and getting some names <laughs> all jumbled. <laughs> so they, they meet Timothy. Well, Paul clearly sees something in Timothy, and uh, Timothy obviously wants to go with, with Paul. So um, what's interesting and jumped out to me is, says verse 3, Paul wanted him to uh, go with him. And he took him and circumcised him uh, because of the Jews who were in that region, uh, for they all knew that his father was Greek. Now, this is 
is very interesting because, again, Paul has stood up saying that you don't have to be circumcised in order to be part of the faith. Um, but it's interesting that he encourages Timothy and that Timothy is obviously willing um, to do this. Um, it, it's kind of one of those things that maybe Paul is, is trying to find out the best way to reach people, right? That, okay, if this is going to be a hang-up, even though it shouldn't, it's not a valid hang-up for people, um, they, they should not expect uh, Timothy to get circumcised. But if he does get circumcised, if that gives him more opportunity to reach people for Christ, maybe it's worth doing. I think this is just a, an interesting perspective for us to think about, you know, are, are there things that we, we can do that are not sinful or not rebellious against God um, that, that we don't have to do, but we do them in order to reach people for Christ, right? Um, yeah, I, I think there's, there's something to, to think about there. Um, then as you continue on in chapter 16, um, you have uh, Paul, the, they're trying to determine where to go and they're seeking God's will and they feel like the spirit is closing doors. But then Paul actually has a, a vision of a man in Macedonia saying, please come uh, to us. And so they decide that's where they're going to, to go and that's where they're going to uh, follow. And so then you get to Philippi. So that's one of the main uh, cities. It was a very prominent city. Um, and um, Silas and Timothy and Paul um, find a woman named Lydia there. Um, Lydia um, becomes a, a follower um, and Paul and Silas and Timothy begin staying with her. Um, and then um, they're ministering and, and they would go to the synagogues. And so they'd be at these places for, for weeks at a time, right? Sometimes for years at a time. Um, I believe they're in Corinth for over a year. Um, and so during that time, you're going to, you know, probably cause, <laughs> cause some controversy. Well, one thing that happened um, was there was a slave girl who was possessed says verse 16 of chapter 16, the slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination. So, you know, we're not going to get off on the, the tangent of possession, but I, it is very real. Um, I believe that you can be possessed today. I think most of what people consider, you know, may think of possession is, is mental illness. Um, but demonic possession is real because demons are real. Um, and so they, the demon was giving this girl the ability um, to kind of do fortune telling. Well, she brought in money for her handlers. Um, and so whenever Paul, he got it, it says he's greatly annoyed. I love that. It says he's greatly annoyed. He turned and said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And the spirit left. Well, that ticked off uh, the girl's uh, masters. And so they uh, dragged them into the marketplace. And I thought it's interesting what they accused them of, verse 20. They brought to the, to the magistrates and said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city, and they teach customs that are not lawful, uh, lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or, or observe. Now, now, they didn't care about any of this stuff while Paul and Silas had been preaching for the weeks before. The moment they uh, took, took some of their income away, um, everything changed. But notice that the argument is not over the event that actually happened. It's over something else. It's misdirection in order to get Paul and Silas put in prison. 
And so not only did they throw them in prison, but they beat them, uh, put them in stocks. Um, they were in the uh, jail and they began praying and singing uh, hymns. And suddenly there was an earthquake and all of their stocks just fell off. Um, I, this is a great story. The um, jailer, um, he basically thinks uh, I'm done for because, you know, he, he wakes up, sees all the doors open and he's about to kill himself because uh, he didn't want to deal with the, what the magistrates would do. And Paul and Silas say, no, we're, we're still here. And the jailer actually becomes a Christian because of this. Uh, isn't that, that really, really cool? And uh, so then they, they let them go, um, and they hear that they are Roman citizens. And this worried them um, because they had put them in jail without fair trial, which you could to non-citizens. Um, but Paul and Timothy and Silas uh, were Roman citizens. Um, and so they just said, get out of the city, please leave us alone. And, you know, let's avoid any more trouble. So then chapter 17, you get to Thessalonica. It talks about how Paul goes to the synagogue there. Um, and he begins to, to teach and preach and try to convince, uh, showing from the Old Testament how um, God worked through Jesus. Um, and of course, uh, there were those who believed, but many who did not. Um, and there was a, a guy you see, a guy named Jason, um, that Paul was staying with. Um, and uh, it says, uh, verse uh, 6 uh, of chapter 17, But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some brethren to the rulers of the city. These, uh, the, these who have turned the world upside down have come here too. Jason has harbored them. And these are all acting contrary to the decree, decrees of Caesar, saying there is another king, uh, Jesus. Um, so isn't it interesting how they, the, even the Jews who are uh, against Paul will, will use the, uh, the secular laws um, in order to uh, get rid of Paul and Silas. And of course, Jason now gets caught up in that as well. Um, so uh, Paul and Silas went away at night to Berea. And so now they're having to travel not on the safe roads, but they're traveling by night. Um, they go down to Berea, begin preaching there. Then some of the Jews from Thessalonica actually come and stir up trouble there. Um, and so Paul um, is sent away to, to be protected. But Silas and Timothy stay uh, in Berea. And this is when Paul ends up in Athens. Um, I encourage you to read there, starting in verse 16, um, that uh, Paul goes into Athens. This was a very um, scholarly um, place. They debated a whole lot. And um, this is where uh, Paul goes to the Areopagus, and he debates the Epicureans, who basically said the goal of life is um, pleasure, and the Stoics, who were on the complete opposite end, um, and he shares the gospel message with them and has limited success, but success uh, nonetheless. Uh, verse 32 of chapter 17. Uh, and when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked while others said, we will hear you again on this matter. So Paul departed from among them. However, some men joined him and believed among them uh, Dionysus, the Areopagite, and a woman named Demarius. Remember, and this is where Paul um, looks at all the different statues and there's a statues to an unknown God. He says, you know, I recognize that you're religious, um, but 
your your religious to and it is focusing you on things that are not true. Let's focus on the things that are true. And some believed, and some many did not. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you don't speak the truth. Um, then you have chapter eighteen, where uh, Paul goes to Corinth, um, and he meets up with uh, Aquila and Priscilla, um, and they uh, are provide. Um, uh, support to him. They are uh, tent makers and Paul begins working with them. Um, and then they, they begin um, sharing the, the gospel message. This is interesting. Kind of Paul kind of has a shift here. Verse six, but when they opposed him and blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean for now on. I will go to the Gentiles. So at this point, Paul kind of changes his focus a little bit. You know what? I'm not going to spend time trying to reach uh, the the Jews who are hard-headed. Um, I'm going to focus more on the Gentiles. Um, verse 9, Now the Lord spoke to Paul in night by a vision. Do not be afraid, but speak and do not keep silent. For I am with you and no one will attack you uh, to hurt you. For I, I have many people in this city. And he continued there a year and six months, teaching the word of God among them. So this is not easy. This is dangerous what Paul is doing, but God gave him the strength and the reassurance to stand up and continue to spread the gospel message no matter the cost. And I think we can learn something from that uh, in our day and age. All right. So we are going to stop there. Um, but for Tuesday, go ahead and start reading First Thessalonians. And we will we'll probably... We'll see if we can make it through all of First Thessalonians, um, but we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend.